episode of GovTech Today. I'm Russell Lowry. And I'm Jen Seha. And together we try and bridge the gap between .com and .gov. Today we're teeing up one of the hot topics in GovTech world. The governor is authorized and the the administration's moving forward on AI pilot projects. There are a variety of things going on around the state, but this one has captured everybody's attention. What is the status of the current state Gen AI activities? So there are a few requests for innovative ideas. They call them RFI squared in the state of California out on the street right now. And these are asking for AI solutions to problems that the state has. So very broadly written, here's our issue, here's our problem. You, industry, tell me how to use AI to make this better. I've chatted with the Department of Technology on this very topic, and I I love their candid feedback on it. They were like, we don't want a chatbot. Like, we want something really cool and creative something that we haven't even thought of because we don't know this world like the industry does. There's two right now out of our Department of Transportation in California. One of them is looking for vulnerable roadway user safety, VRU safety. As you can imagine, the state gets all kinds of data about traffic, roadways, accidents, all kinds of things. How can we use generative AI to help us in this scenario? Another one going on right now is also out of our State Department of Transportation, and that's a Gen AI solution for traffic mobility. So how can we use Gen AI to move traffic? My thought when you, and we'll talk about the other ones, but when you Describe those particular use cases when I read through when I read through the RFI two that the state put out. It it didn't unless you had experience in that sector or you'd done some deep thinking on that, it wasn't the kind of thing that you were gonna be able to respond to. Did it there's a lot of AI players in this in the world and a variety of different technologies but that specific of an application did do you think the RFI had was is sufficiently broad to get a diverse respondent or people going to say that's not in my lane I'll get the next bite next time I do think that there's going to be some we've built this thing and it's ready sitting on the shelf to help you solve this problem. I do think you're going to get some of those, but I do think that people are also frantically working behind the scenes right now to be able to build something that could that could help this specific problem. And that's a beauty of what they're calling a POC. We want a proof of concept first. We're going to do it in a sandbox so it's all very safe. We're not going to mess up any other systems and government. And then out of that, we're going to do some pilot projects. And we're going to check those out for six months, see how it goes. Maybe it's going to solve all the world's problems. Maybe it doesn't. But that's the beauty of a pilot project. The state's not putting money behind these. They're asking industry to bring your brightest and your best forward and work with us to solve these problems. It isn't a big financial risk for state government to do it, which is great because we don't have any money right now anyway. But I do think that 
what they're going to learn from this is going to help not just in solving these problems of traffic mobility, but in helping government figure out how we're going to use AI. If I've got an AI solution and I might be able to respond, but I know I'm not the ideal solution, is there a, a value in the education process of getting your technology before the state, making sure they're aware that you're out there, and if not this project, the next one? Yeah, or? absolutely. Unless you're able to help them with this specific problem, I'm not so sure that I would answer this RFI. They're going to be inundated. This is a new big sexy topic. They're right. going to be inundated with proposals for all of these. But at the end of the day, if you do have something that is applicable, getting it in front of the decision makers that are grappling with these issues of how do we do this? How do we make it fair, equitable? How do we compete this? What kind of contract language do we need to have would be really helpful, especially if you have perspectives on those kinds of issues. I've been thinking about the the pilot prog program, but before we shift to that more generically, just how you evaluate pilots and how you think about looking at these in a way that's going to be applicable to other AI projects around the state. Did you want to talk about the third one? Sure. Before, okay. what, yeah, absolutely. The so the third one is at our Department of Tax and Fee Administration. They have a very difficult to navigate call center process, forms, regulations, rules. They're asking for AI solutions that can help in taxpayer assistance. This may ultimately be a chatbot, but I think ultimately what the department was trying to get at when they told me we don't want to see just some chatbots is they want people to think out of the box for these RFI squares. And um, this is the third one. There's going to be more. Um, I'm hearing there's going to be two out of our departments of health and human services. So public health care services, social services. We're going to see a couple of problem statements out of those departments that what is the solution? I don't know. They're going to wait for the industry to tell them what that is. And then I heard there's going to be one out of our government operations agency. So how can we make government more efficient and help solve one of those problems? I think that's helpful. And I think when we look at pilot programs, what we at least what we want out of that is not just how did it serve the customer at the end, but what are the insights into the policy frameworks that we might need to have in place with regard to government data and security protocols and privacy. How are we going to be able to compare the privacy, the pilot programs against each other? And who's going to be responsible for generating sort of the reports on these pilot programs? Will it be the agency? Will it be the vendors? Or will there be a third party that can look at all of these and report to the state? So there's sort of an AI task force working right now on all of these issues, including analyzing all these proposals and how they're going to work. It's typically made up of the department that's doing it, whether that's transportation or tax and fee administration, our Department of General Services, which is our state's procurement oversight department, and then our Department of Technology are all involved in these, as well as the GovOps agency that is over both DGS and CDT. And you hit on something that I think is incredibly important here. You talked about what we could learn from these pilots. And you're right, we're going to learn if there's a solution for traffic mobility. But I think that is secondary to what the state's trying to learn here. And that's just how do you institute 
an AI solution in government, right? All those other issues around implementing AI. So I wouldn't look at these pilot projects if I were a vendor coming to bid one of these. I wouldn't look at these as, hey, I didn't get picked for that. There's no opportunity for me in the state of California. I suspect that five years from now, we will have dozens, if not hundreds, of these types of projects all over the place really working to break government of that we aren't using AI, we're afraid to use it. I think that's where we're heading is these pilots are the tip of a very big iceberg and there's opportunities for anyone and everyone underneath the surface. And uh, forgive me if this is a little more detail, but I'm interested in when you look at like chat GPT or the Google products or any of the large language models that are out there, once they get access to the data, they've got the data. It goes into the machine learning process and you might not be able to trace it to a particular output and it might generate output that has nothing to do with whatever that state purpose is, is the is the state going to be able to, are we going to develop our own state version of ChatGPT, a private large language model, or will we be pub- plugging into these public models and taking that power? What do you, so what I do think, you foresee? I think it's going to be a little bit of both, honestly. The state has very clearly said, like for these pilot projects, even especially, we're going to have a closed model. And we're going to use traffic data. Here's everything you'll have access to to build an LLM, basically, or maybe not an LLM, maybe like a medium language model or a small language model. But we're going to have some closed systems. It's just the way if you have sensitive data, for instance, that you have to do it. But there are functions that can be definitely assisted by using some of these LLMs and I think the state is looking right now at guidelines on that. Most governments that I'm seeing implementing AI solutions are looking at a closed model that's available within their department or within their state government. But I do think that we've got to figure out what the rules are around using those large language models because certainly we use them almost on the daily, right? So. As long as we're not dumping like social security numbers, taxpayer information, private information into them, and you can work out with all of these guys, hey, I don't want your model to train off of my data. That's a completely normal ask that a lot of corporations or other government entities ask of these large models, and they're okay with it. I think that's been the my area of focus as I've looked at it. I've worked with different different companies trying to help them think through how do we approach the state. Everybody suffers. It's not just the state with a tech talent problem. And I look at the unsexy area of data governance and data management and say, that's where we should invest our resources. I don't know what the next year, two years, five years, 10 years of AI and state government is exactly going to look like. But we have to improve our data quality. We have to improve or our data governance and management so that limited tech talent can set the rules and the parameters and we can tie what data is going where a data lineage. So what data was used as we came to a decision. That part of it is what I think if you're a data genius or data illiterate. You can invest in that 
basic data governance infrastructure to protect both the state's data, but also launch, if you want a really great program, it's going to be cheaper and better if you control that data quality and data governance on the front end. Absolutely. Garbage in, garbage out is the traditional way of thinking about this. And it holds true for LLMs as well. We've seen instances where now I think there's a disclaimer at the bottom of them that says we're not always right. And they're (laughs) not always right because the data that has trained those models is not always right. Right. Getting the state in a place where even they can rely on a closed model, it's just their data. There's a long way to go. I, data is not where we would want it to be at the state levels. Those caveats, hey, we got this information from our LLM. We're pretty sure the data's good, but we don't know for positive. If you're making policy decisions that are going to impact my life based on this data, which we're questioning, I have concerns about that. And I think many people would. I, it's a little it's a little thing, but I notice it when I'm approaching a state agency. But most state agencies have uh, something that they call an annual report. And it's uh, a report of their activities, a summary of what they've done, how they're going about achieving their goals. And it's rare that that you would get anytime in the first three months a summary of last year's activity. By the time by the time an agency can pull all of this together to do the same report they did last year, it's often four to six month process. Uh, and and we're always fretting and and double check and triple and data. Uh, they're just not really comfortable with it. And it's because they haven't invested in those sort of gra- grassroots basic data management resources to be able to find, use, and trust data. I'm hopeful for the AI, and I'm hopeful that as the urgency comes about that people make greater investments in some of that that unsexy core infrastructure, not just what's interacting with the public, but behind the scenes, under the hood, is where I think the biggest opportunity for the state is. Agreed. It's exciting. And Hang in there. Again, if you don't win one of these pilots, it doesn't mean you're never going to sell your AI solutions (laughs) to state government. This is literally just cracking the door on what's going to be the future of government. I have one little technical kind of of thought, but is this the kind of project where you think there's going to be system integrators that are going to talk about a, a generic approach and then pick different vendors to implement that approach? Or is it going to be your direct AI provider, the big names that are in the space already that are bidding directly? So I think it's going to be a little bit of both. And to be determined, none of these are due and available for reviewing just yet. But I do think you're going to have a mix of, you're definitely going to see the Microsofts, the Googles, the big open AI even maybe, who are going to put in some solutions. But I think you're going to have a lot of, we built a cool tool and it uses these AI solutions and we want to put that forward. And those would come from like a systems integrator. Will the public have access to all the proposals that were submitted? We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. So by law, they are public record, although if anyone who has worked in this industry and submitted a Public Record Act request knows that there are a bunch of loopholes. One of those is 
we're in active procurement on this, so we can't disclose it. I've had some talks with Department of Technology, and they see benefits to sharing it, but they also see a downside to sharing it. We're talking sometimes about very private proprietary information, and maybe a company won't put their best foot forward if they know they're opening themselves up to competitors and everyone's going to read about what they've built. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, we want to take a look. We want to see what everyone's proposing, but they don't want their competitors to also do that, and that's what you're opening yourself up to. We'll see. I think by law, we should at least be able to get a peek at them at some point in the process. I just don't know how exactly that's going to work. Interesting days ahead. Anything else we need to have top of mind as we see these going through the process and the Days and weeks ahead at this point, it's they ask for a quick turnaround. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and the awarding in March? Uh, yep, somewhere along there. We'll slow things down a little bit after they're awarded because we do have a sort of a six-month timeline for these proofs of concept. So 2024 is going to be the year to see how these unfold, but also to see what kind of lessons our government's learning about implementing AI in a government landscape. Thank you for paying attention to this, bringing us up to speed on the current status, and we look forward to seeing the awards and what the state picks and how it rolls out. Thank you. Thank you.